Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Friends, Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Thank you so much for joining us here on Praying for America. We have a powerful testimony for you tonight to hear from one of our own team members at Priests for Life and a novel idea, you may have never heard of it before, for getting young people active in the elections, even those who are not old enough yet to vote. We'll share that with you too. I want to welcome Brian Kemper. He is the director, founder of Stand True Youth Outreach, pro-life outreach. It is the youth ministry of Priests for Life. So, Brian, great to have you with us on Praying for America. Thank you, Father Frank. Such an honor to be here. You know RSBN, of course, oh, our friends. Uh, this program, yeah, this program is on RSBN as well as on our Priest for Life channel. So we've got an audience tonight, some of whom know you already through our Priest for Life mm-hmm. activities and your own program on our Priest for Life channel, and others you're just meeting for the first time, or they're just meeting you. So we want to hear about your testimony tonight, and also that. That idea that I'm okay. teasing them on that we'll get to later in the program. But as we always do on this program, we start with scripture and you'll see that I chose one particularly appropriate for uh, for youth ministry. It's from the first chapter of the prophet Jeremiah. Uh, friends, we read in this prophecy, the word of the Lord came to me thus, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I dedicated you. The prophet to the nations, I appointed you. Ah, Lord God, I said, I know not how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord answered me, Say not, I am too young. To whomever I send you, you shall go. Whatever I command you, you shall speak. Have no fear before them, because I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord extended his hand and touched my mouth, saying, See, I place my words in your mouth. This day I set you over nations and over kingdoms to root up and to tear down, to destroy and to demolish, to build and to plant. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the call that you have given to each of us because for as long as you have been God, you have known us and called us. You have known our mission, Lord God, as long as you have been around, which is from all eternity. And as you brought us forth in time, you allowed us to get to know that mission and to get to know the equipping you have given us to carry it out. Lord, across America tonight, we pray that all those that you have called to build and to plant, as your word tells you, to speak the words to this nation that you have given them to speak, may arise to their call, know it clearly, and fulfill it faithfully. We thank you especially for those who serve and have served in public office, who know exactly how to do that. And first and foremost, we want to thank you, Lord, uh, tonight for President Donald Trump and on his birthday today, uh, for giving him from before his birth a call, the dimensions of which only you knew, but that all of us 
have been coming to learn. Thank you, Lord, for the strength that you have given to this man for the insight, for the ability, Lord, to not only see what is good for the people of America, but to get it done. We thank you for that gift that you have given President Donald Trump. And on this, his birthday, we pray blessings. We pray blessings beyond measure, protection, joy, and the continued zeal to fight, to make and keep America great, indeed to save America from those who are attacking her. We want to pray now for all the intentions of our viewers, and we, are, we lift up all of these intentions to you with great confidence, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, today is the president's birthday, and uh, well, you know we uh, <laughs> we have had on this program so many conversations about his accomplishments, his spirit, you know, the values, what makes America great, and uh, as I always say, and you were with us throughout all these battles. If he weren't in the White House during the years that he was, we wouldn't be here tonight. He Absolutely. Sa he saved our ministry. And many other ministries. And and save lives. And save lives. I mean, the only U.S. president to physically attend the March for Look Life at that. in Washington, yeah. D.C. Yeah. You and I, right at the front, with, with Janet, with all of us, got to see that. It was such an amazing thing to see our president take that stage yeah. and take a 100% bold stand for life well you and i attended the march for life for decades you know i i i can still hear in my memory the voice of president ronald reagan speaking over the telephone to nelly gray yes. at that march for life and we often discussed during those years george george w bush did the same thing yes, he, he called in by telephone and we often discussed during those years hey the white house is not that far away what well, wouldn't it be something if, if he would come over here physically? And yeah. we'd like to say, ah, oh, no, you know, well, you know, he supports the cause, but he's not going to do that. This guy did it. And, and, and that's, you know, in so many things you see, you know, he got things done that Absolutely. other people said, oh, maybe, maybe that's nice. But then they came up with all kinds of reasons why they couldn't do it. So, uh, and well, what we're seeing on the court, the, the justices that we have on the court today, we, we can thank President Donald Trump that's right. for that. So happy birthday, President Trump, and I hope you see this program, and uh, we're praying for you every day, of course, as you know. So, uh, Brian, we want to uh, share, and by the way, friends, let me look here at the, uh, I, I, I know you're sending in your comments. Send us your 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 your, your uh, questions, and uh, yes, so many of you are saying uh, happy birthday to the president, and uh uh, well, one of you was asking, did President Trump ever say that he will be running again in 2024? Um, well, I can tell you this. If provided the Lord continues to sustain his health, I am sure he's going to run. He's got to calculate a couple of things. He wants to see, of course, how the midterms go. But I think we all are pretty certain about how they're going to go. And the question that is always uppermost in his mind, if you ask him, are you going to run? Now, he's been, he has given all but an explicit announcement of it. He's given so many, you know, indications and, you know, he loves to tease the crowd. Hey, how many of you want me to run again? You know, and he gauges the reaction of the crowd. But he's going to want to see, uh, in particular, 
um, what happens with these midterm elections. Because if we get a sweeping victory and if he continues to keep up the success rate of how his endorsed candidates keep winning, uh, I, you know, I don't think there's any question. You ask him if he's going to run. I know what he says. He says our country is going to hell. So what that means is, in other words, you know, this country needs help. And if I think I can do something to help, which, of course, he can, well, then that's the calculus. Right, Brian? And that's that's what he's it's, it's one and one is two. It seems to me. Absolutely. And we just need to wait to hear from him. And I'm, I'm sure there are there are a lot of people who are expecting that to come soon. And, and uh, I just I believe that if if this is what he is supposed to do, that he will follow God's call. And he will do that. Like we like from that reading, right, yeah, Jeremiah? Absolutely. I mean, the call was on him from, yeah, from, the, from the beginning. Let's see if there's any other uh, questions here or comments. Please feel free to leave not only your questions and comments, friends, but your prayer intentions. Because praying for America, we, uh, we pray for you and your families and all your needs as well. Well, I want to share with you a Brian's testimony. Now, you came to us... Um, you know, when you were, well, we got to know you and work with you from before you being a member on the team, of course, of Priests for Life. You had your own uh, pro-life activity going on. But even before you were doing pro-life activity, you had a, um, a very powerful journey uh, from darkness to light. And I think our audience would be fascinated to hear just some of the real key high points, or you might say low points, that brought you to where you are now? Well, Father Frank, everyone says I have this great testimony, but my yeah. I don't take credit for that. We, we obviously give, give the credit to the Lord. Um, what he did to me, Psalm 40, where it says, he lifted me up out of a horrible pit of mud and miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock yes. and gave me a firm place to stand. That's yes. what God did for me. I, I grew up in... Uh, a lot of a lot of darkness. Um, my mother had actually tried to abort me. Um, I was so you're a survivor. I was survivor. I was I was passed around from from parent to parent through adoption and different such, and ended up a drug addict. Uh, I was heavily into cocaine and crystal meth, and um, I went to in 1987. I went to for my birthday, went to a Grateful Dead Bob Dylan concert in California, Anaheim. And ended up on just countless drugs that day and ended up in a hospital where they had to pour charcoal water down my throat to soak the poison of the drugs out of my body. And I had been locked to a wheelchair screaming that I, 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 I wanted a cigarette. And this doctor came in and he took me outside and says, I want to talk to you. Yeah. And I'm like, get me a cigarette. I'll talk to you. And he, he wheeled me outside and got me a cigarette. And I was like, oh, gosh, he's going to preach at me. I didn't like Christians, Father Frank. I, I'd always just heard, oh, you're evil. You're going to hell. You know, you listen to Ozzy Osbourne and all this stuff. But this doctor literally just told me what value I had in God mm. and mm. how much God loved me. Mm. And that's the approach he took to me was you are loved and cherished by God. Now, that's particularly significant for you to have heard because it wasn't only the drugs that was the darkness you were in. Tell, tell us what else you had pulled you down. I, I had been involved. I mean, in school, I would write 666 on my forehead so teachers wouldn't talk to me. I had gotten involved in uh, necronomancy and, and, and conjuring demons. And, and I was just one of those people that didn't give a rat 
Like I was, I was bad. I was, if you had seen me walking down the street at that time, you probably would have crossed the street. Yeah. And it, it was a, just a full darkness that engulfed me. Yeah. But I never believed God loved me. Because See, that's that. the thing. You never believe believed it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this man, this man showed you that. that. Yeah. The next day I got out of the hospital, I'm in the ocean. So that was in Anaheim, California. I'm now in Long Beach, California, about an hour away in the ocean swimming. And a boat was, it's right in the harbor, came up to me. And the guy in the boat was like, you, you were at the Grateful Dead. And I'm like, how do you know that? And he goes, I'm, I'm the fireman that put you in the ambulance. Oh, my goodness. And he just looks at me and says, do you know how much God loves you? He said to me almost identical word for word what the doctor had said. And that, that really is. This was the next day. This was the next day. And that's really what set this in motion. And I, 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 he, get, the doctor had given me a phone number, and I went back home, and I was getting high again, and it, I had slept for a couple of days, and and I finally woke up, and I found this piece of paper, and I called it, and it happened to be a church, mm. and I just like I'm on drugs, and I'm gonna die. Can you help me? And the pastor had me come in, and he was like, "We're gonna, we're gonna give you a place to live. We're gonna help you get clean. We're gonna get you a job. We're gonna help you out." We just have one request. And I'm like, oh, here's a catch. Yeah. And I'm like, what? He says, can you just give God a chance? Uh, and I looked up. I, I swear, Father, for God, I looked up and I'm like, what do you got? Kind of a dangerous thing to ask. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, my uh, goodness. Well, for those who are just joining us, uh, friends, we're talking with Brian Kemper of Priest for Life. And uh, he heads up our youth ministry. And uh, it's called Stand True. You can find out more at standtrue.com. He's giving us his testimony now. And if you have a question for Brian, uh, go ahead and put it in the comments, and we'll try to get to as many as we can. But, yes, continue. So it, after three days there, I started going through withdrawals, and the, the leaders just came and prayed over me. Mm -hmm. And I, I fell into, like, I was sweating. I was hallucinating. I was shaking. And it all just went away. And I fell into the most peaceful sleep I had ever had. And I woke up the next morning with joy. Like I had seen these people the first couple of days and they were all supposedly all joyous and happy. And I was like, that's not real. There's no real joy like that. But after that night, I woke up just tell me about Jesus. You had like an overnight just change an of, of, of uh, change of everything yeah. in me. Yeah. And I opened the Bible and the very first thing, it just opened yeah. to the gospel of John. And I read that and I just, I fell in love with God. I fell in love with Jesus. Isn't and that, that something? That is how I was delivered from that. There was that other part of your story. It's always struck me about um, being in the car and the, the guy. Uh, oh, this, yes. This, see, this is, this is where I know that God had his hand on my life years before that. And, and this was in, in California. I, there was a drug deal that had gone bad. I was okay. holding some some collateral. I think it was a ColecoVision, okay. old video game system. And I was going to get some pot that night. And a friend of mine said, hey, Brian, this guy, they, they're setting you up. Uh -oh. They're going to stab you. And I'm like, all right, I won't go. Can you get me some? He's like, sure, no problem. So I was living in the back of a pickup truck with a camper shell over it. And that night, late at night, I was laying there and I've gotten high. And I look up and out the window, I see a guy with a gun. Okay. And he comes to the back and he lifts up the camper shell and he points the gun just like this. I'm staring at the barrel of this gun, just staring at this guy. And he's looking right at me. And he just, he did that. And he walked away. So 
everything had kind of blown over a couple months later. I'm at a party and there's this guy. I knew who he was. You knew who he was. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, in this kind of circles. You, in those circles, yeah. You know that. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Brian. I'm like, hey. So I got to ask you a question. He's like, what? I go, that night at my truck, how come you didn't shoot me? He goes, how do you know I was at your truck? He said, dude, you pointed a gun at my head. And he looks at me and goes, um, your truck was empty. Isn't that something? And, and there was light in this truck. Like, he literally saw an empty bed. I know the God hand of God hiding yeah, you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no and, doubt. Uh, no, no. That you yeah, know, people are out trying to tell me all the all the time. There's no God. There's no God. I'm trying to disprove everything, and I'm like, <laughs> you just yeah, can't do it. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. Let's see now. Uh, let us pray for the. Uh, okay, well, we got a couple of comments here. Uh, friends, we're listening to Brian Kemper. He heads up our youth ministry here at Priest for Life, and you can reach him and see more of what he's doing at standtrue.com. That's the action we want to implore you to take tonight. Uh, Brian, we have a couple of questions coming up on some other uh, goings on at this time. Uh, Michael's saying, pray for the repentance and conversion of, our, of the New York state governor. Oh, yes. Uh, as well as the state legislature. Yeah, you know, as you know, I'm, from, I'm originally from New York and uh, they are, they've got some serious political problems in New York. Absolutely. Uh, so we do have to pray and we will pray and we're going to pray as we pray tonight, friends, and we pray for America. It includes, Michael, exactly what you're saying, praying for the repentance and conversion of just some of these particular people in these particular offices. Walter has a question. Uh, Brian, did you have a, a college education at the time of this darkness? And uh, or were you from a middle class family? Walter, I, I did not. I was a high school dropout. I was a high school dropout. Um, I never, I, I, I never finished all of that. I was, I guess, a middle class family. Yes, I could, I could say that. But I, I, I didn't go to high school. I dropped out. I lived on the streets um, mm. from age sixteen. In fact, I, I ran away once for two weeks, and my parents didn't even know I was gone. Wow, and that says a lot. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. no, that's I was sad. not college educated. Um, yeah. I, I've learned a lot just after coming to Christ and just yeah. being involved in, in organizations like we are here and such. Yeah. But no, I, w I was a high school dropout, which, which tells you God can use anyone. Well, your story is much longer than we have time for on this short program, but you did recently come out with a book. And that's also what we yeah, want absolutely. to encourage our viewers to do is to get your book. Show I have it a to copy them. right here. <laughs> Pro-life is the new punk rock. And this has my testimony. In the it has the testimony. It has my testimony. And going to a Christian punk rock concert right after I came to Christ in 1987. And that band sang a song called The Silent Scream, the band uh, Crucified. That's another hand of God thing. Absolutely. That, this group is singing a song about, about abortion? Yes, a punk rock band of all things. And and I remember talking to them. They were like high school kids at the time. They're still good friends of mine today. They are. And yeah, um, and yeah this this goes through that journey and then basically starting Rock for Life. and You started Rock you, for Life, yeah. Talks mm -hmm. about how you and I met when I was undercover as a pro-abortion I thought, hey, friends, the first time I met Brian, I thought he was a pro-abortion activist because he was posing as one. And I really thought, I think I started saying things to you, right? I, I, yeah. you know. And I kind of pulled over and I whispered, yeah. you're with you. I'm one of you, yeah. <laughs> we, we actually, there was three of us who trained with the pro-aborts and for several hours in Washington, D.C., at the Planned Parenthood, they're the only three 
escorts were actually pro-lifers. Pro-lifers. So in other words, we got them away from that place altogether. You know, he's he's a good actor, brothers and sisters. And uh, (laughs) it was convincing, a convincing act, but say an act that was saving lives. But, you know, just quickly, I want to get to this. I want to get to this thing. I teased the people about it in regard to Mm -hmm. getting the young people to vote. But before we get there, that one incident where you were in that abortion facility. Okay. That really turned you to... And, the, and I talk about this, which you can get at ProLifeProducts.org. ProLifeProducts.org. So, um, yes, uh, again, I was... Uh, this is what, what actually got me to go full-time. Yeah. To, to dedicate my whole life. I had thought, oh, I'll do pro-life work for a year. For a year. I'm going to go off and be a singer of a punk band. Yeah. I was into music and all that. That's yeah. what I thought I was going to do. Yeah. And then I was, um, again, undercover in an abortion mill. And um, the girl would go in to get a pregnancy test i would sit in the lobby and i would pick up magazines and then put pro-life literature pro-life yeah right, and, right and the girl was taking way too long yeah and to, to, to bring it down the story short basically when i walked up to find out if she was going to be coming out because i was worried that she got caught putting pro-life literature inside the door behind the counter opened and it was the abortion room and you uh, saw inside i saw a young girl probably about 16 or 17 tears flowing out of her eyes as as the abortionist i won't say the word doctor it's the abortionist killed her child and it struck me at that moment that this is not just an issue this is life and death i witnessed a human being murdered and a young girl probably emotionally damaged for the rest of her life and i went home that night and i cried out to god and i heard father frank in an audible voice i heard Brian, save my children. Isn't that something? And that is why I'm still here doing this. You founded Rock for Life, and then uh, that was under the the, uh, um, umbrella of another ministry. But then at a certain time, you discerned that you wanted to take it a little different. yourself changed the name yes. to stand true stand true and then you we adopted we adopted you and your ministry when i came home to here. the Catholic church yeah and, and then you became catholic yes. right uh, so now you know you've been with us for how long now has it been oh, 11 years now. 11 already yeah and and my whole thing is father frank is is with youth and so what i want to say especially to any young people that that are watching tonight if there's anyone that's not old enough to vote yet if there's anyone 16, 17 that is not old enough to vote, you can still use your voice and talk to adults in your life and ask them to be your vote. That's the idea that we to wanted to be your vote. It's the be your vote campaign. Yes, or be my vote. What, yes, the, the, be my the, vote. The, right. The whole point is for young people to say, I am so passionate about the pro-life issue. Right. And there are so many adults in their life that think, oh, maybe my vote won't matter. Oh, I live in a in a state where I don't know if it'll matter and stuff. Or I, I'm too big. Talk to them. Tell them you are so passionate. And if you're not allowed to vote, get out there and vote for me. Be my vote. So in other words, an enthusiastic young person who is who is younger than the voting age. Yes can activate one of these more apathetic absolutely voting age people okay yes. and um that's a, it's it's a beautiful dynamic when you think about it because you know this this illustrates what i often say and, and you brought you you i remember you speaking to me the first time you heard me say it that that young people are not simply the future of the pro life movement and we could say more broadly the future yes. of america 
they're not just the leaders in the future. They're leaders now. Absolutely. Because as young people, they can have influence not only on their peers, yes. but on us who are older. Absolutely. And this is one of the ways they can do it. You get because I got a lot of people. Our viewers know it well that people are all around us who uh, I don't know about voting or they don't pay any attention to politics. Uh, they don't. And a young person can come to them and say, "Well, listen, you might not be planning to vote, um, but could you do so for for one reason, for me? Because I, if I could vote, I would do it. If I were old enough." I know I would vote pro-life. I would vote America first. I would vote for our country and, and, and do it for me. Be my vote. It's a great idea. It's a great Absolutely. campaign. And it's done simply by spreading that idea. Absolutely. Identifying, I'm sure all of us in our audience can identify uh, people in our circles of influence who are like this. Both the young people who are enthusiastic, mm -hmm. but too young to vote. And uh, older people who are just apathetic. So let the enthusiastic activate the apathetic. Be my vote, and it's a great it's a great little uh, project to do as the election season. I mean, today is another primary election day, and and we've got the elections going on now, of course, throughout this season. Great little tool to absolutely. To, to so use. I hope that any young person watching tonight. If you have always thought, man, I can't wait till I can vote, yeah. go to your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, your neighbors, anyone who you know maybe doesn't vote, and just ask them to be your vote. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Friends, uh, let's do that. Let's do that. So, well, our time has really gone quickly. Uh, um, one of our viewers is saying, what an amazing testimony. May the world hear God's call for a great repentance, revival of souls. For the esteem of God, our creator, may you reach our family, friends, neighbors, people of all walks. Well, that's a great thing to pray for as we come uh, to the end of our time. Uh, friends, we want to join together all your intentions that you have been putting in the comments. Continue to do so here before we finish. And we want to pray for America. We want to pray over the various things that we've just heard. So what we'll do is I'll say a prayer. I'll invite you to say a prayer. Uh, and then we'll conclude with the Lord's Prayer. Absolutely. Father, thank you for this time together uh, tonight with Brian. We ask your blessings on him and the youth outreach that he does uh, for the Priests for Life and for the pro-life movement. Uh, well, Lord, we want to pray over the, the various people uh, that Brian mentions uh, in his uh, testimony. Uh, who knows what they are doing today, but Lord, we pray for that that doctor who spoke to him and that that that. Uh, man who encountered him again uh, in the boat. Uh, we pray for the man who pointed the gun at him. All the people, uh, Lord, in, in, in his journey, in his testimony, uh, we, we pray for them. Uh, we pray for them tonight. Uh, all the people uh, in his family, in the, in the past, those uh, that you, whom you have called back to yourself, Lord, and all those that, whatever their situation may be, uh, pour out your grace uh, and mercy uh, upon all these people. Uh, we pray for that woman uh, whose face Brian saw in the abortion facility. Uh, Lord, if, if she uh, it, it today still carries that, that, that grief and, and, and uh, pain of the abortion, send your light and mercy upon her. Lord, we also pray for all those uh, running today uh, in the primary elections in several states and, and all the voters. Uh, we pray, Lord, also, as we have mentioned, for the conversion 
of the governor and legislators of New York State uh, and of all places across our country. May repentance come to those who need repentance and may perseverance strength come to those who are indeed on the right track. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and for the example of good leaders and enable us all to continue praying for and working to save America. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Father God, I just thank you for the opportunity to be here with Father Frank and, and, and this audience that's watching right now, Father God. And I pray if there's, if, if there's anyone out there that's struggling with some of the stuff that I've struggled with before, Lord, that, that you will bring them someone into their lives that, that can encourage them and show them how worthy they are and how much God loves them, Father God. And, and Lord, I just, I pray for the young people in our nation. They look at the news today and they look at what's going on right now in the world and they may be discouraged, Father God, but they need to know that you are still on the throne. You are still God. And I pray right now, Father, for the youth of this nation, that they will stand up and as, as, as they ask their elders, their fathers, their grandfathers, their uncles and aunts and such, Father God, to, 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 to stand up and, and to be a voice for them, Father God, that we will make America a great nation again for them to grow up in. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us bring our prayers and praises together, offering the prayer Jesus gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, friends, remember Brian's book, Pro-Life is the New Punk Rock, prolifeproducts.org. You'll find his book and many other books too. We have Janet's book here. We're talking about youth tonight. And she wrote one called Everything You Need to Know About Abortion for Teens. For Teens. A lot of stuff for youth that we're doing here at Priest for Life check out prolifeproducts.org. So um, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Brian, for joining Absolutely. us. Uh, friends, connect with us on social media. Uh, I'm at FR Frank Pavone, and you'll be able to, if you go to standtrue.com, you'll also see uh, the connections you can make with Brian on social media. He does a lot on the various social media platforms. We ask you also to connect with Right Side Broadcasting and RSB Network. And stay tuned for our programs to spread the word about this program so that many, many more patriots and uh, followers of our Lord Jesus Christ may join us each night for prayer. So God bless you all. We will speak to you soon. Take care. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.